Welcome to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care, where your host, writer, actor, and producer Candy Washington helps you live a more joyful life with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and join the conversation on Instagram at Candy Washington. Let's go. Sisters manifesting their dreams Get your cream by any means And being with self-esteem Beauty supreme and Buddha walk so mean The way you fit in them jeans You eat your cornbread and greens Dance or a doctor Red wine or vodka Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra Retwist your locks and realign your chakras Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world Sis, celestial body, drink your water Meditate, sun kiss goddess, heavenly order Levitate Tribe of Ashanti, black girl magic, melanin popping, whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure. You got to love a black girl getting a shift together. Black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, man. These black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, dog. made you, boo, you know he showed out. Mahogany enchantress, blessings overflow now. Picture of success, seductive silhouettes on a spiritual quest. Manifest and be blessed. Mother, sister, auntie, tribe of Ashanti. Rocking your locks, I got a close crop blondie. The curse and the gift uplift, apply pressure. Nothing like a black girl getting a shift together. Nothing like a black girl getting a shift together. Nothing like a black girl getting a shift together. Black girls are getting a shift together. Black girls are getting a shift together, man. These black girls are getting a shift together, man. These black girls are getting a shift together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. I am your host, Ursula, and I'm a Black girl that has her shift together. <laughs> Tonight is a bonus episode. I know I usually air on Wednesdays, but life happens, but I'm still here for the people. So I have a bonus episode, and it's one of my favorite people that I've met up in these YouTube streets. But before we do that, let's get into some housekeeping. Make sure, please check out www.blackgirlsgettingtheirchefftogether.com. Make sure you go to any streaming audio podcast. Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together is also on that. And make sure, you know, give your girl a five-star review. It's okay. It is so okay. Also, when you hear my voice, please make sure and subscribe to the YouTube channel. All you have to do is go to that little corner right there and press that box and subscribe, but make sure you click the bell. All right. Oh, and tell two friends about this. Why not, right? It's all about learning. But we're going to get right into it. We got a lot of 
lot of uh, good self-development tonight. And this is the person to do it. I'm going to bring my beautiful guest out of the waiting room. Hello. <laughs> Hello, beautiful. How are you? Hi, Ursula. Hello, everyone. Happy <laughs> Thursday. I know it feels it feels weird doing this on a Thursday, but I'm with the right person. So yes. this helps. But everyone, this is the beautiful Candy Washington. She is a self-care muse. And look how pretty she is. <laughs> but that you. comes from the inside out. We've talked in depth before. We don't talk all the time, but when we do, we peel the layers back. Mm -hmm. And the transparency is that's there. That's what really makes me drawn to her. And she's one of our, our show favorites. <laughs> how was your day today, sis? Oh, my day was good. It was blessed. I woke up and I fell in a good spirit and I just did some journaling. Then um, I'm doing a seven day level up your life challenge. So I worked on content for that this morning. And then I just did a live for some um, on my YouTube channel doing a, a recap of ladies who list Atlanta. So I'm just good. I'm in my flow. I'm in my flow. I love it. Can we yeah. talk about the journaling at the end? Yes, we can talk about it all, Ursula. I am here for you. We can talk about it all. Mention it all. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, if you're listening, make when you listen, please make sure and type replay if, if it's later on. And we already have a hello up in this. Crystal. How are you, Crystal? Hi. <laughs> so we're going to get right into it tonight. We're going to talk about some discernment. We're going to talk about self-awareness mm -hmm. and how we can stand in our power, even yeah. if it's during times of criticism. Are you game with that, Candy? I'm game. I think that's the, that is the time to stand in your power. That's what makes it power. Because it's against mm. something else. It's against the criticism. If, if there was no opposition, you wouldn't need any force. But when you're coming, but someone's coming against you, that's when you need to stand in your power and be like, no weapon, boo-boo. <laughs> I know, right? Mm -hmm. As we talk pre-show, you know, we all become some low-key or high-key rescuers. But you're right. When you stand in your power, you know which side of the line you will be on unapologetically. Mm -hmm. That, that's the key. That is the key. Yes, unapologetically. Yeah. So let's get right into it. Mm -hmm. So um, what I want to know, what is your opinion on someone who's a, an uber criticizer or someone <laughs> who is just giving constructive feedback? Can you tell us the difference? And yes. if you need to, give us some examples of anything you've gone through. Absolutely. I think that's where the power of discernment is really important because mm. I think anytime you are a person, particularly a woman, particularly a woman of color, but anytime you're anyone who stands in your power and you are doing something, you're putting out a project, you're starting a podcast, you have a YouTube channel, you're writing a book, you're starting a business, or you just are just living your life fully, right. you will have people who, who think it's their place to give you feedback or criticism. But there's a difference between when someone is coming from a place of being a hater and from and a place where someone is giving you constructive feedback. Mm. And it's our job to have the discernment to know the difference between the two. Because, mm. oh, go ahead. 
do you think ego can get in the way on how to skew the lines or blur the lines, whether if it's mm-hmm. yeah. criticizer or constructive? Absolutely. I think ego gets, I think ego a hundred percent gets in the way with being able to discern, is this person being a hater or is this person providing constructive feedback? Because just because someone may not agree, or they may have notes, or they may have something to say about what you're doing, particularly, and I'm talking about in a, in a healthy way, because sometimes if I don't ask you for your opinion, then you don't necessarily need to give it to me. Right? Like, I'll ask you for your guidance. I'll ask you for your advice. I'll ask you for your feedback. But unless right. I'm asking for it, you don't, you don't need to, I'm not, I don't need unsolicited feedback and hater stuff. Right. But it's like, say someone leaves a really nasty comment on a, on a, on a post or say someone is really being um, a troll and they're just talking about you doing this or that, or it could even be like a frenemy, someone in your circle who just Mm -hmm. has these like passive aggressive digs or they say certain things about you. Right. Or you could have the people who are like, Hey, great show, but what about da, 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 da. Or, Mm. you know, um, you know, you know, Candy, like, I think you're a great friend, but sometimes when you say this to come across like this, da, 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 da. It's mm-hmm. when you know, when you have the discernment and the self-awareness in yourself to say, is what this person saying to me, is it out of their own wounding, their own hurt, their own insecurity, mm-hmm. their own jealousy, their own X, Y, and Z, or is it actually from a place of love? And by love, I just mean a place of, hey, this is what I've noticed. Mm-hmm. And when you are clear on who you are and when you are clear on what your value is when you're clear on what your worth is when you're clear on what you you're doing you have the self-awareness and the discernment to know the difference between the two and when you come from that place of power you can say this person is a hater and a troll i don't need to internalize that i don't need to now go and be upset about it i don't need to cry about it i don't need to try and prove them wrong i don't need to go on a twitter fight with them i can just say huh well that's their stuff and move it along And then you also come from that place of letting go of the ego to a place of empowerment of saying, wow, I never thought of it that way. Or thank you for letting me know that's your experience of me or good idea. I could try it this way. And then you take that feedback and you turn it into information that you can now use to continue to elevate yourself because Mm. I don't care who you are. Even Serena Williams gets notes. You know, Mm. you know, Williams has a coach. You see what I'm saying? So it doesn't matter who you are. You could, you're the best of the best. You know, Jeff Bezos of Amazon, he still has a, a board of directors. You know what I'm saying? Like the right. best of the best still gets feedback, still gets notes, still gets that. But when you are rooted in pride and ego, you either, you take everything personally. So these haters out there are winning because they're actually getting in your head. They're actually stealing your joy. They're actually taking you down. Or you miss out on valuable constructive feedback that you could take to level up because you think you're right and no one can tell you anything and Mm -hmm. you got this. But your true (laughs) power is knowing that no matter what anybody says, good or bad, that doesn't take away my worthiness and my value. Whether your, your feedback is constructive or whether it's destructive, it's just feedback. But I know who I am. Right. You know, it's funny you said that because mm-hmm. as you're talking, I'm thinking of an experience I've had. So I have a parent who is extremely insecure. Mm-hmm. 
extremely. And if anybody wants to know the backstory, you have to go to Candy and I, our last <laughs> video, and we both share our experiences. But that parent will criticize to the point you just feel the, the venom darts. Just go, 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 go. Yeah. And when I didn't have, I wasn't self-aware, so I absorbed it. And it got to me, you mm-hmm. know, now I can clearly see because of work I'm doing, I've done and still doing. And I compare it to, I have an aunt and she, she's like this too, but guess what? She is coming from love mm-hmm. and I can accept it a lot more because I know she's, she wants the best for me. And it's really out of love, not out of a fragile ego. Yeah. And insecurity. And you know what came up from when you were talking? It's actually a conversation me and my really good friend had a lot this um this past weekend because she and I went uh, to Mammoth. This, like it was so much fun. Anyway, but one thing that we were talking about was, and, and this applies as well, there's someone in um in her life, I won't say who because it's her story to tell, but there's someone in her life in her life who's very much the same. Like she and I are both single and we're dating and we're having fun, but she'll right. get we'll get the like, have you met anybody yet? Are you on a date? Like how many dates do you have lined up? Have you met anybody yet? And it's this like this almost like pick, 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 pick to the point where it's and the and the advice that I gave her was, well, you just need to tell this person, listen, I know you're coming from a place of love. I know you just want me to be happy and safe and protected and to have someone. I know that's what society tells us a woman mm-hmm. needs to have in order to be X, Y, and Z, whatever. I know we are coming from a place of love. However, when I am ready to talk to you about my love life, I will talk to you about it. Until then, let's talk about other things. Because even though someone can be coming from a place of love, that doesn't mean they're allowed to disrespect your boundaries if it's making you feel uncomfortable. Because a person's intention doesn't always necessarily correlate to the experience that you have of them. And when that happens, you're allowed to create a boundary. So yes, these people in our lives, aunts, mothers, uncles, blah, 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 blah. Sure. They're in, they're working from their own programming. You know, they're just, they're working from their own programming and their intention might be good. They might be nitpicking and, and, and criticizing and asking out of mm-hmm. what they perceive to be wanting to protect you and love because that's what they perceive it to be. Right. But that doesn't mean that's what it feels like because it made her feel less than. It made her feel like, well, is there something wrong with me? Like, why, you know, like, am I not good enough? You know, all of those things. And then it put the pressure on. And when mm-hmm. you actually have all that pressure, it actually creates resistance. So even though they're asking you, have you met someone that gives right. you all this anxiety and pressure, that's actually repelling the right people from you. So they're actually oh. not help they're actually not helping you because now you're going out from the sense of I'm not good enough. I have to do this to be lovable. I have to do this to be good enough. I have to do this for my person. I have to do this for X, Y, and Z, all of that stuff. And you actually now have this energy of desperation. So you're actually repelling what you think you're what you're so hard trying to attract in order mm. to be validated by all of these other people. Mm. So it's always okay whether that person's intention is bad or not. If your experience of what they are doing negatively affects you, it is always okay to establish a boundary to mm. protect yourself. And I forgot who said it, but they said that like a boundary is a space where I can love you 
uh, where I can love myself and love you simultaneously. I like that. I love that. It's so true. Yeah. Hmm. And boundaries are something new for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grown up boundaries, my adulting boundaries. <laughs> yes. And I've said this plenty of times. Uh, I thought I was holding boundaries before. That's just because I was verbalizing it with truly ineffective communication. But now I can hold them firm and not out of resentment or it's just because this is how I feel because I would listen to, I would, I used to ignore how it was triggering my body. Mm. Always. And Mm -hmm. the people pleaser, I'll just lay on their tracks just to let them feel better. But now, you know, I I hold the boundaries and I'm still working on it, but I'm getting so much more comfortable with it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's empowering. It feels so empowering. And and it's a life. It's a life thing. You know, we'll get better at it. We'll have slip up. It's a life thing. But I love that you brought that up because that reminds me of something that uh, I had gone through. Like I was in a partnership with these people and um. It went from being really, really fun and positive to being a little bit unhealthy, weird mm. dynamics, a little bit toxic. And one of the people that we were working together with just always had drama with someone else. It was always some drama, but I really cared about that person. So I started to, you know, you know, being my codependent path, being very em- empathetic, I started to absorb that person's feelings and feeling like, well, I now need to defend that person, rescue that person in these situations. Oh, that drama triangle. Drama triangle. And, um, and so I called myself, you know, well, this is my friend, so I'm going to defend this person. And then as the drama triangle always goes, the moment the person you think you're rescuing is back in cahoots with the other third person, then you become the outsider. You become the perpetrator. And it's classic cliche. And that's exactly what happened. So I was like, well, wait a minute, I'm defending you. And now all of a sudden you're talking about me and now I'm the bad person, but I'm Mm -hmm. only in this situation because you told me how negative it was. Mm -hmm. And you told me what this person was doing to you and I'm defending you. But now on mad day, now I'm the bad guy. And so what I had to do, and I'm actually really thankful this happened because, I mean, I'm thankful for it on my own why personal, I'll tell you why. I'm really thankful it happened uh, in, in reference to my own spiritual path and my own emotional mm-hmm. journey mm-hmm. because it made me, I, I have been doing all this work on myself. I totally get it, all of that, right? But it, then it became a real life experience. And then I had to look and say, I'm not, A, I'm not going to internalize this. I'm not going to think, oh, am I being too sensitive? Am I being too emotional? Oh, well, you know, am I not allowed to say that what you did hurt me? Blah, 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 blah. No. Mm -hmm. I was like, I validate myself. Yes, ma'am. I know. And I'm allowed to say, hold up. You just disrespected me. And that is not okay. So it gave me the opportunity to validate how I felt. I didn't need anybody else in our partnership to tell me how I felt or what their opinion Mm -hmm. on my feelings were because they are my feelings and it was my experience. Mm -hmm. You don't, I don't mean you, I mean like in general. Yeah. You don't have the right to tell me how I'm supposed to feel about myself. 
you don't have the right to tell me what my feelings should and should not be. They are my feelings. I am the one who experienced it. I was the one who got disrespected. So your opinion on my reaction has no value to me because I validate myself. I don't look outside of myself to tell me it's okay to be sad, upset, pissed off, angry, or hurt. And that was big for me because in the old days, I would be like, I'm, that's right, right? Like, it's right for me to feel this way, right? And I remember talking to them and they're like, well, you know, no one's asked me how I felt about this. And in my mind, I'm just like, I don't need to ask you how you feel about my feelings. They're my feelings. And I know that the person, again, intentionality, I know that the person was coming from a good place. They're coming from like, well, you know, you're not asking me how I feel about this. But what we were talking about was what had happened to me. Mm-hmm. And that is the essence of self-validation. I don't need anybody outside of myself to validate how I feel because they're my that. feelings. I love that. I love that. I'm not that. giving away my power to anyone. I don't need you to co-sign how I feel. Okay? Because mm. they're my feelings. So I'm happy that happened because I that was a way for me to – and again, it goes to healing, right? You think, oh, I've done all this work. I know all this stuff. Why is this happening again? You know, why is this pattern happening again? Like how am I back in the drama triangle? Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you're not healed. Doesn't mean you're mm. not healing. Doesn't mean you're not on the right path. It just means this is a moment to meet this oppor- opportunity as the as a higher version of yourself. Mm-hmm. It's just an opportunity to meet the moment differently. And so mm-hmm. I said, how am I going to meet this moment differently? Because I've met this moment before. It's just a pattern. Being in the drama triangle, thinking I have to defend people, thinking I have to save people, thinking that I have to be liked by everybody, right? Mm-hmm. That is just a typical cliche pattern. But now I have the opportunity to meet this moment differently. I now have the opportunity to meet this moment from a place of self-compassion, self-worth, and self-love. So I thought to myself, I'm in this situation now. What boundary, standard, or value am I not respecting and are other people not respecting that put me in this situation? And once I identify that, then I need to to reinforce that boundary. If I can't identify it, then what boundary, standard, or value do I need to implement? And I'll tell you what it was. What was it? I had had a boundary where I had I was saying, I don't want to hear about this drama. I no longer want to participate in the drama that you're having with people that literally have nothing to do with me. I right. want to mind my business and stay in my lane. If you want to talk to me about other things, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm here for you. I'm your friend. I'm down for you. But I no longer want to participate in what is dramatic and toxic. But I disrespected that boundary because when they came back to me with the BS, I then engaged. Ah, got it. And got that it. is what put me in that situation. Mm-hmm. Because in all things, you have to take total self-responsibility. What boundary, standard, or value of that I have am I disrespecting that put me in this situation? Right. So now I need to, and so then I reinforced it and I was like, listen, it went down, but you know what? I still love you. I still want to be friends. However, this is the boundary I have. 
And it just didn't work out from there because a lot of times people will rock with you until you until you tell them no. The quickest way to find out if somebody is in your life authentically for you or from what they can get from you is when you tell them no. When you set a boundary with a guy and you say no more casual sex and he's out, well, you knew what he was about. Exactly. If you set a boundary with your friends and you stop allowing them to say and do things and disrespect you that you no longer want and they're out, well, they really weren't your friend. They just wanted to do whatever, get whatever they could, you know what I mean? Whatever the situation is. The quickest way to see who is for you is to tell them no. I was just going to say that. Yes. I yes. was just, you took the words out of my mouth and that goes, that will show you, that will make things very clear. So after that is how, how do you respond to it? How do we respond to it? Do we continue to be in that triangle or... <laughs> Try to repair. No. You see it. Try to repair and I'm gonna make it fit. No, the way no. you were, the way you get out of the triangle is you create the boundary. Mm-hmm. And you're no longer gonna be in the triangle because you're creating, you're creating a boundary between yourself and the triangle. You're saying this is what you can expect from me, and this is what you can, you know, you're allowed to treat me, and I'm allowed to treat. You. Those are what the boundaries are. Boundaries are just setting up the expectations of a relationship. Mm-hmm. This is what is expected. You know. And if someone disrespects that boundary, then it's, again, it's an opportunity. Are you going to go back into your pattern of thinking that you have to be a doormat, thinking that you have to be liked by everybody, thinking that you, you know, can't say how you actually feel, that you're just allowed to, that you have to normalize dysfunction and and stuff like that in order to stay cool and down and liked? Mm-hmm. Or do you like and love yourself enough to say, I'm going to hold me down no matter what and who's meant for me will come and who is not will leave. But no matter what, I am good. Wow. That is how you stand into your power in the face of criticism, because the moment you create those boundaries with people, be prepared for them not to like it and be prepared for them to talk about you, be prepared for them to gaslight you, be prepared for all of that stuff, but don't let them throwing a temper tantrum because you are no longer allowing them to disrespect you, mm-hmm. make you think it's a reflection of yourself because that is a reflection of them. Because if somebody told me no, my reaction would be like, okay, cool. And I would keep it like, who cares? It's fine. You said no, no big deal. Like, it's good. We're still friends. We're still cool. No problem. But when you tell somebody no and their intentions aren't authentically to actually be to ride with you, that's when you get these reactions. That's why it shows you who's really there for you and who's not there for you. Well, what about when someone does have their their um, criticism mm-hmm. and if you react, like you said, like, okay, well, okay. Well, how do you become comfortable in that, in the face of criticism? You mean if they if they if they criticize you, how do you become comfortable in the in the face of it? Like if they say yeah. something to you, mm-hmm. I don't know if I necessarily like. Give me an example. Or do you have to even be comfortable with it? I think probably not. Okay, I'll, I'll okay, I'll I'll give you an example. Like, um, someone had something said something to me that I was. I'm not going to say the exact word, but let's say. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what a good cinema is. Like, say someone called you uppity. Right. Uppity or something like that, right? 
uppity or whatever it is like oh you think you're better than everybody else you think you're better than somebody else like there's you know they're trying to like nitpick you they're trying to criticize you right Mm -hmm. how I dealt with that was first of all to me it was laughable because it's like (laughs) I can't make anybody feel less than that's a you feeling not a me feeling right right um and then I did what we talked about earlier. I checked my own ego at the door mm. and said, is this person saying this out of, because there's only two two things that things are set out of, fear or love. Right. And fear could be the fear. And, like, and by fear, I mean, the, it's like the hater ego, the trolls. They say things out of fear because they're actually fearful that they aren't good enough. They're fearful that they're not, that they are X, Y, and Z. They're fear. They are living in their own fear. And that's mm-hmm. when they see someone living in the light, they want to take them down because they're not living in their own light and their own love. Right. So that's why it's like we said, is this, is this a hater saying this or is this someone giving me constructive feedback? Because there is there is value in saying, well, this is what someone's experience of you is. Those are those are two different things, right? Right. Sometimes people do come across with attitude, ego, this, that, and the third, right? Um. So I had to check my own ego and say, well, am I getting this f- criticism? Are people calling me this name? Because that's how I'm showing up. Is it actually about that? Or is it about their own stuff? Is it about something else? Right. And that's where self-awareness comes in. That's with knowing who you are comes in. That's where discernment come in comes in, where you can say, well, maybe I need to look at myself in that area. Mm-hmm. Or you can say, you know what? The fact that you're that my confidence disturbs your insecurity is right. not my problem. Mm. and you can stand in your power and you can be confident and you can be who you are doesn't make you uppity doesn't make you sadity doesn't make you conceited doesn't make you cocky doesn't make you condescending doesn't make you any of those things it actually makes you a healthy evolved confident human being who knows who she is right i love and that if that bothers you that's a you problem not a me problem mm-hmm well, have you ever experienced about um, with situations like that? Has it ever sabotaged your success? Mm. I would say maybe in the past, maybe in the past it has, maybe it has on some level, I would say sabotage my success in the past on the level of it probably subconsciously made me not play big. I think it made me stay small because I didn't want people to think, well, who does she think she is? Mm-hmm. She's cocky. She's conceited. She's condescending. She's sadity. Like all of the, you know what I mean? Like, I think that I probably kept myself small because I didn't want people to think that. But now I'm in a place where I know God did not create me to play it small. God created me to stand into my full power, my full authenticity to show up and show out and to take and to proudly take up the unique space that he has given me to play on this. And so I think in the past, it may have sabotaged me because it kept me small. And I'll give you a very, another uh, example of that. I was, there was someone that was talking and they were doing this whole, 
weird thing where I don't know if you know people who are content creators and they'll do like a course, although do like a paid program or something. Right. And they don't have the confidence enough to actually put a like a value, a true value on it that is reflective of the value that they think that they're giving. And mm-hmm. they're and they were only charging like very like small amount or whatever, which is fine. Cause this is the thing. If you think your content is worth $2, it's worth $2. If you think it's worth $20, it's worth $20. If you think right. it's worth $200, it's worth $200. That's fine. You can give it away for free. Who cares? It's your content. It's your choice. But what is the, the tricky part is the person kept saying, yeah, you know, like I'm not trying to like gouge people and, and charge like $20 for this. And I'm not going to like uh, make all these promises and things like that. And in my mind, I was thinking, are you talking about me? Because I had just launched a course and my Lux Life group and my price points around like $20, like $20 to $30. But I was just, but I was like, no, I'm tripping. Like everybody isn't talking about you, Candy, like relax. But I, it just, it just, I think they were. It was, yeah, it was like one of those things because they were like, it was clear that they were referencing, (laughs) that they were referring to someone. And I was just like, um, okay. But they're like, you know, like, I'm just going to charge this and like, it's fine. And like, you know, I'm not trying to like, you know, gouge people or like whatever they said. And in my mind, I'm just like, there's no glory in playing small and there's no glory in fake humility because there's nothing humble about what you said or did. There's a difference between saying, I just had, I created this amazing new course or this new subscription, whatever whatever it is, it's $2 a month, it's $3 a month, it's $4 a month. You're getting right. all of this great content. It's amazing and it's great. I can't wait to share with you guys this. That's very different than like, yeah, you know, like I'm not doing like $20. A, I don't know people, it's just like, well, who are you talking to and who are you talking about? Why are you comparing what your package is to somebody else's package? What phantom package are you talking about? Right. Just talk about your stuff and be confident and strong in what you're doing and who you are and the value that you add. Because to me, that says there's something in you that doesn't believe in the value of what you're doing. So you're playing it small and you're making these excuses and you are comparing yourself to others in order to stay safe and small. Because Ooh. it doesn't matter what you're charging. You could charge two cents, two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars. As long as you believe in the value that you're what you're giving and what you're doing, you don't need to compare yourself to anybody else. Mm-hmm. You only do comparison because there's a part of you that doesn't believe in what you are doing. And that is what the essence of the problem is. You don't buy into what you're doing. Wow. So the fact that somebody else buys into what they're doing and they're not scared to charge a price for what they're doing bothers you because you don't really buy into what you're doing. And that's why I meant by things are either rooted in fear or in love. Right. That is a situation right there. That sounds extremely familiar. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm like, you get to price your content. And this is what the beauty, this is what the beauty of this world is. You get to price your content. And also there is an audience for every price point. There really is. You could be a, I don't know, a dog walker. Someone will pay you $5 an hour. Somebody will pay you $50 an hour. Somebody will pay you $200 an hour. There 
are there is a audience consumer base who are willing to pay every single price point mm -hmm. you have some people who will only do free content they're they're not going to buy your course no matter what they only want to do free content and then you have people who say well your course doesn't cost enough i don't think it's good enough i only buy courses that are a thousand dollars you there you when you really look at the world you have consumers at every level you have people who fly spirit you have people who fly private okay right so you have a price point for everybody you have somebody who shops at 99 cent store and you have somebody who stops who shops at whole foods you have somebody who shops at h&m you got somebody who stops at gucci there is a price point for every person in this world indeed the power of being an entrepreneur the power of working for yourself is you defining what your value is you defining mm. what the value of your product is how powerful is it for you to say what i created is worth this wow that is so powerful but until you buy into you of course you're bothered that people are buying into themselves of course, you're comparing yourself to other people because you didn't buy into yourself. <laughs> That's the key right there, buying that, into yourself. You didn't buy into yourself. And I have to constantly say that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really do. But um, oh, my light is gone. Keep going. You're still shining. I know. Okay, <laughs> let, me not, let me not mess up the sitch. Okay, let me go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Trust yourself. Trust okay. yourself. <laughs> Light. Woo. Okay, keep talking. Here we go. Well, speaking of these different situations, how do you know yeah. what is it in you that knows when it's time to remove yourself from situations like that? Hey, I like that necklace. Oh, thank you so much. A lot. But yeah, how do you know when to remove? Remove yourself from those said situations. Oh, here we go. Okay. Um, again, it goes back to discernment, yes, but also intuition. I think intuition is the number one thing. When that voice tells you it's time to leave, it's time to leave. Ooh. And the way you cultivate that voice is through meditation, being still. It's through journaling. It's through prayer. It's through doing something that's creative where your mind is just in that, you know, zone of genius, that just like zone when you're zoned out. Because if you are disconnected to your intuition, which is just your divine guidance system, it's that divine guidance system that is there to tell you what is your next right move in life. It's there to protect you and it's there to guide you. So when you get that voice that says it's time to move, you need to move. Because I promise you 100% of the time, 100% of the time, when you don't listen to that voice, something negative happens. It might be big, it might be small, but 100% of the time, when you do not heed that voice, something happens. Whether it's a pebble thrown, the next time it's going to be a rock, the next time it's going to be a boulder, the next time the whole damn mountain's coming down on your head. But plus until, the lightning bolt. Plus the lightning bolt. But until you heed that it's just going to get louder and louder and louder until you have no choice but to heed it. Yes. Let me tell you a story real quick. Go ahead. So in my former profession, mm -hmm. um, we're around a bunch of doctors. And so I saw one of my peers and I saw her, I used to see her at the gym all the time. And so literally two years had passed. And so I said, we'll call her Amy. Okay. 
I said, hey, hey Jamie. I was like, I haven't seen you in a while. Are you still in said profession? And she said, I had to get out of it. She said that she was having such a hard time with one of her supervisors. And something told her, she kept saying to herself, I need to quit. I need to quit because this mm-hmm. job is so stressful. Everything is stressful. The doctors are stressful. The co-work, everything. And she stayed. And something always just kept nagging her. And so she decided, well, before I leave, and it was always a situation. You know, sometimes I feel when we push the finish line further back just because it is comfortable to stay in toxic situations. Yep. And so she decided to have a, um, a meeting with that supervisor. And then Amy said they had this meeting and it was horrible. And she said she walked out and she's like, Oh, I'm so mad. And she woke up in the hospital two weeks later. She ended up having a stroke induced by stress yep and a mild heart attack yep that's one of the boulders and the lightning strikes and i get it because i've been in situations like that whether it's been with family employment friends relationships oh my god we just we, we it's very easy to ignore it's very easy to ignore. And that's and that's the saddest part. That's why we have to really yeah. work on everything that, you know, you and I talk about. Self-care, self-love, self-concept, nice. um, connection to spirit, like all of that. Because the more you love yourself, the more you're in tune with yourself. Mm-hmm. This, is, this, is, this is the biggest key to all of this. The more you trust yourself first. Because the trick, the problem is that we don't trust our own gut. We don't trust what our intuition is telling us. So we look outside of ourselves. When you hear that voice, it's time to move. Well, let's wait until this. Well, maybe the supervisor will change. Well, I got to do this. Everything else. Well, everybody else says, you know, it's hard to get a job, so don't quit your job. Everybody else says it's a really cool thing what you guys are doing. Everybody else, everybody else. But when your spirit, when your gut tells you it's done, it's over, leave, move, mm-hmm. you have to be in such a place in your life where you trust yourself above all. And it's also, there's a reason why it's called a gut feeling. Talk you to me. have to, you really have to be in the place, and I'm so thankful I'm there right now. You have to be in the place where how you feel is your first and best priority at all times not in a negative cocky conceited egotistical we're not talking about any of the those nasty things we're not talking about Mm-mm. we're talking about that divine knowingness that that's why it's called a gut feeling that's why every time you talk to someone and something bad happens what do they always say i had a feeling yes i had a feeling i shouldn't have went to that party i had a feeling i shouldn't have gotten that man's car i had a feeling i shouldn't went on that date i had a feeling i should have quit my job sooner i had a feeling this girl was doing this blah 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 blah. i had a it's always i had a feeling feeling but we ignore how we feel in order to keep other people comfortable we deep prioritize ourselves and we put how other people feel what other people want what other people may or may not think about us on a pedestal Mm -hmm. 
Because if you feel something and you don't trust it, you don't, you ignore it because you're worried about what somebody else is going to think or feel or say, you are putting them up here and how you feel down here. Mm. And I'm in a place in my life where how I feel is my first and best priority. So if I feel it's not right, it's not right. It's not and right. And then it goes back to what we talked about earlier, self-validation. I don't need you to co-sign how I feel. Right. I co-sign how I feel. And I feel how I feel. And that's it. Isn't it funny how we go against that gut feeling and mm-hmm. we, in our minds, we make it right? <laughs> yeah. We, we talk ourselves out of trusting ourselves. I believe that goes back to, at least for me, that was rooted in childhood trauma mm-hmm. as far as, oh yeah, because I had a parent who was always uh, criticizing all the time and gaslighting me yeah. and it made me second guess myself and then it spilled over into adulthood and here I am. 100%. Yeah, just second guessing everything. My picker was off, everything. Oh, everything. Because it, it it's rooted in something in your childhood made you feel that it wasn't safe yes. to have needs and it wasn't safe to have wants and that somehow what you needed and how you felt either was ignored or dismissed or not good enough or whatever mm. it was and that you had to make the adults in the room who literally are your people who keep you safe, you had to make how they felt the barometer for how you felt in yeah. order to stay safe. Because all of these things, they're just coping mechanisms that mm-hmm. we got conditioned into because we were living in unsafe situations. I don't mean like physical danger. You weren't going to be like tossed out a window. I mean, emotional, emotional. and mental and mental safety because codependency is not a mental illness it's just conditioning exactly. you were just you were just conditioned to believe that you had to worry and care about how people outside of you felt in order for you to stay safe yes and you see it's that's just conditioning and, that, and i'm thankful for that because if you are conditioned one way you can be reconditioned another and i repro <laughs> you know <laughs> so it's like i'm thankful for it all i have to do is recondition myself if i was taught this i could unlearn it Boop-boop. right that's, that's why you did that's why I could, that's why today I'm like, this is how you can treat me. And this is how you cannot treat me. This is what I will tolerate. This is what I not tolerate. This is my boundary. Yeah. You, if you respect it, then you can participate in my life. If you can't, it's not because no matter what I got me and my center of my life is myself mm-hmm. and how I feel matters. What I want matters. How you treat me matters. That's right. And I am deserving and I am worthy of respect. And if you are unable to do those things, then there's the door. Point blank, period. Yeah. Because in my life, I'm the star of the show. And that's how everybody should be in their own lives. Mm-hmm. Ursula, you are the star of Ursula's world. Right. You are the star of your show. And that's how people should be. But when we don't have that love of ourselves, we get so bothered by it when we see it in other people. Ooh, that last part, that last part right there. Yep. Wow, that is something. So we were talking about emotional safety. Mm -hmm. How do you know when it's safe to be vulnerable? 
when you want to show up in your authentic self? I love this question. Yeah. And I'll give you an example for it. Okay. So, yes, I love this question because, um, again, with the partnership I was talking about earlier, right? I was being vulnerable with one of the people and I was upset and I was crying because my, because mm. again, I'm strong enough to own my feelings and say what this person did to me hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. People who are not emotionally developed, they think that if you say you're hurt, they think it's weak, they weak. think it's sensitive, emotional. It's actually the strongest thing to say is this is what my experience was and this is how I'm reacting emotionally. Mm -hmm. To actually name your feelings and to honor it is better because a lot of people who don't who can't do that, they react in anger and they act in defensiveness because underneath all of that is just hurt. It is. What underneath all of that other stuff, it's just hurt. So get to the root cause. If you just if you show up and say, what you did hurt my feelings, let's talk about it, is very different from my feelings aren't hurt. I see you, girl. Da, 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 da. You're doing all the most because the truth is you're so disconnected to your own feelings. And you're so ego-based that you think if you acknowledge your authenticity and being authentic and being evolved emotionally and spiritually does not mean you don't feel things. It means you feel them fully and you acknowledge them and you communicate them. That is actually what that means. Being authentic and spiritual and evolved doesn't mean nothing bothers you. It means it doesn't move you. Right. But you can still be bothered by it because you're still a human being having, you're a divine spirit having this human experience. And the beauty of being a human being is that you do feel all the emotions. Mm -hmm. If you look at me and say nothing hurts your feelings, I look, I say you need to do a lot of work. Oh, yeah. Because you can <laughs> tell you're emotionally stuck. There would be emotionally stunted. Emotionally because stuck. Oh, absolutely. But and that's how you know. Arrested development. Arrested development. And that's what leading to your question. But that's how you know who's safe and who is not safe. Because if you bring your hurt to someone and they say, oh, well, you're just emotional. You're just sensitive. Or, oh, this is my favorite one. Well, it's not like they did this to you. That is a very, very manipulative way to dismiss and invalidate you. Ah, uh, yeah, absolutely. It's a very manipulative way to dismiss and invalidate. And it's a, and it's also a way to shame someone. Like, oh, you're this upset about something? It's not like they slept with your man. It's not like they did this and this. That is a very, very manipulative way to dismiss and invalidate the way someone mm -hmm. feels. Imagine how that feels. You say to someone... I'm hurting because of X, Y, and Z. Well, it's not like this happened to you. That's a very dismissive. It's very, very dismissive. And it's a way to shame you for being honest about your feelings. So right. the way that you know if someone is safe is say you think they're safe and they respond to you that way. That's an indication you don't bring your hurt to that person. Mm -hmm. They're no longer safe. But you don't – this is how you stand in your power. You don't internalize it. You don't let them – not having the capacity to hold space for you means that something is wrong for you for how you felt. It like doesn't that. mean you're too sensitive. It doesn't mean you're emotional. Yes, we're all emotional beings. Get it, get into it. It doesn't, <laughs> I mean, hello. You know, it doesn't mean that you're overreacting. It doesn't mean any of those things. It means that you are a human being and you're in touch with how you feel and mm -hmm. you just happen to communicate it to the wrong person. 
Right. So don't internalize it. And the first time someone does that to you, let it be the last. Do not bring your hurt to people who do not have the capacity to hold space for you. Another way you know someone isn't safe is how do they hold space for themselves? Oh. If this person is unable to tap into their own emotions, tap into their own feelings, tap into their own vulnerability, tap into their own authenticity. Are they super critical? Are they super judgmental? No one can hold space for you that they cannot hold space for themselves. People can only give you what they have. So don't go to someone with your hurt, vulnerability, authenticity, if you don't see those same qualities in that person, because they can never give you what they what they don't have. Yeah, I wish I would have known that from a few past relationships. Yeah. Yes. And I was always, it felt like a hamster wheel because they weren't reacting the way I had wanted them to. And I'm literally having my feelings on the silver platter. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm You're like, it please, to- please, yeah. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> That's the actress in you right yeah, there. Exactly. They have some more. Just some more tea, please. <laughs> Yeah, I was doing that, but you know, I I didn't know any better then. I, I didn't. I just didn't. It's not, yeah, so. and it and and that's the thing. It's it's not saying that that person is a bad person. It's not saying not you're a all. bad person. It's just saying that is the limitation of that person, and that is the limitation of you. Now you know you're not a safe person to bring X, Y, and Z to. You might be a great person for A, B, C, D, E, but you're not a great person for this. Right. Do you mention any of this with your self-care, with the new uh, program that you have? Yeah. So we, not not all of this, because this is so like um, personal and all this stuff, which is yeah. great. But but yeah, we do that. So I'm doing a seven-day Level Up Your Life Challenge. It kicks off on March 1st, which is March super 1st. exciting. Yes. Um, and basically it's every day I give, um, I give us homework and a workbook and then we, and then I go live in our private group and I talk through each day and I just got done doing the whole curriculum and the content. I just have to do some, um, videos for it, but yeah, we're doing that. And the, basically the challenge is tapping into your own abundance, calling into, um, your experience, your, um, your, your own abundance. The, the core of it really is getting into a place where you're open and ready to receive. Whatever that might be. It might be lo- it might be a level up in your love life. It might be a level up in your career. It might be a level up in your um, body, whatever it is. Whatever little thing, not little as in small, but just like the, what's your next level up? That's really what it is. What is your next level up? And being open to that. And so I take us through seven days of it. Um, which is really good. Like the first day is um, mastering your mindset. Ah, yeah, it's language good. I love right there. It's so good. So the first day, let me see if I can remember. I just wrote all this stuff. <laughs> I've been frantic for the last two days. So the first day is mastering your mindset. The second day is um, releasing and letting go. The third day is getting clarity on uh, what it is that you want. I think the fourth day is changing your environment. The sixth day is um, habits and upgrades and gratitude. And I think that's the fifth day. So it's the sixth day. The sixth day is manifestation, law of attraction and law of assumption. And then the seventh day, of course, because it's me, is celebrate. We're going to celebrate and reflect. 
So that's the course. And um, I'm just so excited for it. I'm really excited. I got some good girls in there. Yeah. And um, we kick off on March 1st. And you can go to my website, candywashington.com, and you can sign up for it. And there's so many good um, goodies and bonuses that come along with um, grabbing that seven-day challenge. Yeah, I like your website. First of all, just the aesthetic oh, of you. it all. <laughs> yeah, when I see, I don't know, it's the colors. I don't know something about it, but that's how you look to me. Yeah. So I don't know, I was like, did she do this on purpose? Because it was a good job whoever designed it. I don't know. I designed it myself. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Makes sense this is one thing I know. I, I'm, I'm an expert on Candy Washington. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm an expert just, on my brand. Yeah. Yeah. It really Thank is. Just you. how your backdrop is. It all translated to the website. Yeah. But you do have a lot of goodies on your website. So everyone okay. who's watching, I just posted Candy's website in the chat. And you also can go into the description, the show description box and you just click on candywashington.com. But yeah, there are a lot of you know, it's like Christmas, how you have all the the true big gifts, but then on the fireplace, you have the little grab bags. That's how your website is. Like, she does have a lot of, yeah, she does have a lot of little knickknacks for yeah, the soul. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the place to be. That's the place to be. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, another thing I want to talk about. Oh, I don't yes. know if I have enough time, but um, yeah. One thing that I learned throughout this process of what we're talking about with this uh, partnership was when I looked back and I was just like, well, you know, why, like, why were my feelings hurt? Like, why could I not get over it in that sense? And then what I realized was it wasn't that I couldn't get over it. It was the fact that I was mourning the loss of what I thought could be. Like I was mourning the loss of a friendship that I thought I had. And I was mourning the and I was mourning the loss of what I thought I was mourning the loss of how I had envisioned things turning out. And and that is when I was like, oh, that's why I can't get back into the groove. That's why I I can't fake the Mm. funk. Mm. I can I, I can forgive. I can take accountability for my role, but I can't go back. Because I'm mourning the loss of what I thought it was going to be. Right. And it's like when Maya Angelou says, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. And when it becomes a pattern of behavior, maybe you just have to say, maybe this person just doesn't like me. Oh, mic drop. And that is okay. Damn. Because I like me enough for the both of us. <laughs> wow okay (laughs) mic drop again (laughs) that's a tagline that's a tagline from a housewife (laughs) is it i love it (laughs) okay but But that's that's what it is though it's like when you have an expectation and when reality and when reality does not meet the expectation and you're really? honest about it, you do have to mourn that loss between what you expected and what you got. But you know, I can hear in your voice how 
I feel like you're being transparent because I'm hearing the words, I'm grieving, mm-hmm. the mourning, it hurts, as opposed to someone, I don't care, F her, fuck her. Mm-hmm. You, you know, mm, you can tell the difference right there. Yeah. yeah. Not saying 100%. they said that because I don't know, but I know at least with me, I rem- <laughs> I remember telling a former friend what she did, how it made me feel. Mm-hmm. And it was something traumatic that happened to me. It was during the, in the workplace. It was, oh, it was traumatic. I didn't realize how traumatic it was until after the fact. And you know what she told me? What? That's on you. Get over it. I was like, not safe. And you know not, what? not safe. Not safe. Not safe. And when she said that, I remember thinking, I, I was right back there, as a matter of fact. And I said, I thought in my head, do I continue to have this back and forth, this banter with, with her? Yeah. Or am I just going to say, you know what, this is how it is. And I think this is the end of our 20-year friendship. Eek. Can I make a can I um make a guess? Absolutely. I bet it when it's her stuff, she expects all the empathy in the world. Yes. Yes, because and the reason why I'm saying this when no. I go forward, because she will play the victim role. Yeah. And I'm saying this because. I have played a victim role, so I can now recognize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. But boy, that hurt me to my soul. And I was like, "We're in my mind." I was like, "We're done." Like, I truly don't. Yeah, I don't feel safe with her, and I mourn that friendship. Twenty years is a long time. It's a very long time. It's a very Ooh. long time. And I was like, "No, we're we're done." But sometimes people are in your life for a reason in a season. I can accept that. Yeah. Yeah. I can accept that. Because at times I, mm, going back to what you said, at times I have felt safe, but there were a few incidents where I ignored my discernment. And I'll tell you about that offline. Yes. We'll have a, we'll have a little powwow. You know how we usually do anyway. You know we do. Yeah. And it was some. The, the boy, that discernment came through like a boulder, and I just pushed the boulder out the way. Yep. Yeah. But I and then it came part- back swinging, didn't it? Oh, it did. <laughs> that's right. Because if you don't listen to the whisper, don't make it yell. Don't make it yell. Because you need to, if you don't listen to the whisper, don't let it yell. That's why your friend, unfortunately, I hope she's doing safe right now. But that's why your friend, she didn't listen to the whisper, didn't listen to the whisper, and then she got sick. You know, mm-hmm. it's like what Oprah said. It starts with the pebble. Yeah. Don't make it turn into a boulder. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, it happened and I grieved it. And, you know, I just, I do not feel safe emotionally with her. And, you yeah. know, it is what it is. And you just, but it also probably show how I was feeling about myself at that time. A hundred percent. I can't put everything on her at all. Nope, nope, nope. No, nope. that's the thing. We always take 
radical self-responsibility, right? We take responsibility for how we feel people are mirroring us. Of course, a thousand percent. But it's just like we said earlier, these moments are just opportunities for us to show up differently. Yes, yes, So it's like, look at everyone like a teacher. Like, even though it happened with me with this partnership and it made me sad because I truly did in my mind envision like, big great things for us and like a true friendship and when that wasn't the case I had to mourn the loss of that but it was also an opportunity for me to like what we said am I gonna set boundaries and I'm not am I not gonna internalize things and am I gonna stand in my power does it matter more how I feel or does it matter more being liked by people like you know all that stuff so even though it was a hurtful experience to me I'm thankful for it mm-hmm. because we need to take these experiences and opportunities as a way to evolve in ourselves as to way sh- as a way to be our higher versions of ourselves. But what does that mean? If you don't apply that exactly these are opportunities to apply our healing. And every time you apply your healing to a past pattern, you elevate because before you get to the next level in anything in life, there is always a test. Mm-hmm. So what I say is, God, thank you for the test. I really hope I passed it because I'm excited for the next level of my life. Right. Level up. Level up. Level up challenge. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. And there it is. <laughs> you are so cute to me every time. <laughs> I watch your video sometime. I'm like, this girl. <laughs> be wildin'. Hey guys, let's talk about self-care. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you have good energy. You really do. I, I see. You know, we always say, I see you. I see you too. I see you. <laughs> I see you. I want to read something before we conclude. Yeah. You know what? I would love for us to do another stream in the future about manifestation. (gasps) Done and done and done and done. Let me know when. (laughs) (laughs) So let me read this. You may know this person. Okay. I read this on the internet and I thought it was so amazing. Let me know what you think. So the author said, self-love isn't selfish. It's the highest expression of gratitude to this one precious and unique life that we have been given. So let's step into the most empowered version of yourself. Yes! That's gracefully waiting for you. And the author is Candy Washington. Ta-da! Yes. <laughs> I read that. I was like, ooh, that massaged my soul. It that did. was good. I I forgot what I was doing. I think it was putting together more like self-love like stuff or like my podcast and things like that. And I remember just like thinking about self-love and and, and thinking about like my life and like how I felt about myself and like all of this stuff, like the good and the bad. And I was like, you know what? How ungrateful Mm. must God think I am if I show any part of myself or if I think of, if I think that any part of myself is unlovable, Ooh. how ungrateful must God think that I am 
if I believe that his divine creation, that there's something wrong with me, that there is something unlovable about me, Mm. that there is something unworthy about me. Mm. How ungrateful must God think? So why would he bless me with more? If I'm not honoring what he has given me through gratitude, why would he bless me with more? It's like a child. If you gave a child an ice cream cone and that child complained and was ungrateful and had a bad attitude, you're not getting another ice cream cone. Absolutely not. But if you are like, thank you, Candy, and you love that ice cream cone, you get the whole box, baby girl. I'm like, I'm going to give you some more. What else do you want? Give me some more. I'm going to give you some more. And I and I, I forgot what I was thinking about. I was probably like, oh, I need to like lose weight or I need to like do this or I need to do that or some BS self-limiting belief that we all get caught up into sometimes about stuff. And I thought to myself, I think I said a prayer of God, let me see you the way you see me. Uh-huh. That was my prayer. Wow. God, let me see see myself the way you see me. Like, let me see me the way you see me. Because mm. if you could see yourself through God's lens, how could you ever in your life think that you are less than, undeserving, right. unworthy, not lovable, not good enough? If you could see yourself the way God sees you. Oh, I just got a chill. Oof, I don't <laughs> That's what I'm Woo! saying too. Caught in the matrix. Caught in the matrix, right? But that was the prayer I said. And that, I think, was when I really got clear on this journey of self-love and self-worth and being confident and standing in my power and experiencing everything that humanity has to offer me while also knowing that who I am and my divinity and abundance. I am a child of God. Divinity and abundance is my birthright. And anybody who says otherwise has no place in my life. Mm-hmm. And when people disturb your peace, when people test your power, you those people need to go. Or they take them on their own selves out. Basically. So oh, you know what? Um Candy, mm-hmm. you are still a black girl that has her shift together. Stay on for me, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to another bonus episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. Please make sure, click on candywashington.com. Make sure you check out everything she has on her website. Sign up for her classes. You want a little self-care in your life? Go ahead. And make sure you go to blackgirlsgettingtheirshifttogether.com. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channels, both YouTube channels, Candy and ours, and our podcast. And give us both a five-star review. Come on. We work hard on some of this content. Show some sisters some love, right? (laughs) Candy, good night. Thank you. I love everything about you. Queen, sisters manifesting their dreams, get your cream by any means and being with self-esteem.
you supreme and Buddha walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance to a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sun kiss goddess, heavenly order. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti. Black girl magic, melanin popping. Whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift. Welcome to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care. Where your host, writer, actor, and producer Candy Washington helps you live a more joyful life with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and join the conversation on Instagram at Candy Washington. Let's go.